Welcome to The Lamb and the Scroll, where we unpack scripture using the rich tradition of the church. I'm your host, John Brayer, and in this episode, we address the famous trilemma. In last week's episode, we took a look using biblical evidence to pursue the question, did Jesus claim to be God? And in this episode, we're going to back up from that specific question to a more general question, which is this, is Jesus God? Again, super important question for us to be able to answer. And in this episode, we're going to focus less on one particular passage from scripture and more on this general question that we need to be able to answer uh, when we think about who Jesus was. Again, last week we established that Jesus clearly claimed to be God. We looked at some of the biblical evidence for that. There's a mountain of evidence. We were able to look at just a small portion of that. And so that's one question. But perhaps it's also important to consider the fact, before we even talk about Jesus claiming to be God, that Jesus existed. And so you could even ask the question, did Jesus exist? Now, this is a fairly simple question to answer. It has a uh, definitely an affirmative answer. He certainly did exist. There's a, a large range of sources, including both biblical sources as well as non-biblical sources. So, for example, there are uh, non-Christian historians in the first and second centuries that reference Jesus and his followers, the crucifixion, and these events that we're familiar with from the Gospels. And so there's lots of confirmation that, yes, Jesus did exist. And so for that question, did Jesus exist, we can affirmatively and very confidently say yes. And to be honest, there's very little debate among serious scholars about the existence of Jesus. The next question, which again we addressed last week, was did he claim to be God? And we established by looking closely at stories from the New Testament, especially reading them in the lens of the Old Testament or in context of the Old Testament, that yes, he claimed to be God. And so since we can say, yes, he existed, and yes, he claimed to be God, this basically leaves us with three possibilities of how we can respond to Jesus claiming to be God. Now, before I go through those three possibilities or those three options that we have, I'd like to present a short clip from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which was written by C.S. Lewis. And it was dramatized in, uh, it's actually been dramatized in several different formats. But the clip that I'll share with you is when Uh, the older two siblings go to the professor with whom they're living and they express some concern because their youngest sister, Lucy, claims to have discovered this magical world. And listen closely to his response because his response to the older two siblings is very similar to how we're going to address this question, is Jesus God? And so he wondered if he could advise us. Because we don't know what to do. Hmm. How do you know your sister's story is not true? But Edmund said they'd only been pretending. That is a point which certainly needs consideration, very serious consideration. But if you'll excuse my asking the question, does your experience lead you to regard your brother or your sister as the more reliable? I mean, which is the more truthful? Well, that's just a funny thing, sir. Up to now, I'd have said Lucy every time. Mm Hmm? In general, I'd say the same as Peter. But, well, this couldn't be true. A magic country. And a wood. And a fawn. Well, that is more than I know. But a charge of lying against somebody you have always found truthful is a very serious thing. A very serious thing indeed. 
We were afraid it mightn't even be lying. We thought there must be something wrong with her. Madness, you mean? Oh, you make your minds easy about that. One only has to look at her and talk to her to know that she is not mad. But then... Oh, logic. Why don't they teach logic at these schools? There are only three possibilities. Either your sister is one, telling lies, or two, she is mad, or three, she is telling the truth. One, you say that your sister never lies. Two, it is perfectly obvious she is not mad. So for the moment, until any further evidence turns up, we must assume three. She is telling the truth. Now, as the professor pointed out to the older two siblings, there basically are three possible responses that they could have to Lucy's claim, the seemingly absurd claim that she discovered this magical world. One of the possibilities was that they could conclude that she had just gone mad or that she was a lunatic. In other words, it's possible that there was no magical land, but she was somehow convinced that there was and was spreading this because she thought it was real when in all reality it wasn't. And again, this could be summarized as the lunatic or the mad possibility. Another option that the professor gave uh, the two older siblings is that maybe she knew that there was no magical world, but yet she continued to tell the story anyway. In other words, that she was lying. She was being deceitful because she knew it didn't exist, but was saying that it did anyway. And the third possibility that the professor proposes is that she was telling the truth. And he walks them through this thought process, this thought experiment that showed them that in their experience... Lucy was not a liar. She was not prone to telling stories that she knew were fake. She didn't have the psychological profile of someone who had gone crazy. And so he encouraged them, through this line of questioning, to consider the possibility that she was telling the truth. Now, this same exact way of thinking can be applied to Jesus' claim to be God. Again, we've established he was a real historical person. We know that he claimed to be God. So that leaves us with three basic possibilities. This is what we'd call the trilemma, or again, three different possibilities. And it's sometimes summarized as lunatic, liar, or lord, because those are basically the three options. The first case, the lunatic case, could be explained this way. Jesus claimed to be God, but wasn't really God. However, he didn't know that he wasn't God and had just gone crazy and was telling people that he was God. The second possibility, the liar possibility, is that Jesus claimed to be God, but wasn't really God. And he knew that he wasn't God and told people that anyway. In other words, that he was being deceitful. In both of those cases, Jesus is not God. But in one of the cases, he knows he's not God, the liar case. And in the other case, he doesn't know that he's not God, the lunatic case. Now, of course, there's also a third possibility, which is that Jesus was correct in his claim to be God, that he really was the Lord. And so this establishes the three basic camps into which we may fall regarding Jesus. There's been an interesting tendency recently to make Jesus into this happy-go-lucky moral guru or teacher. But if he claimed to be God, which again we established last time in the, the most recent episode, then it's not really fair to view him that way because that really negates his claims to divinity. It's important for all of us to be able to answer this question, is Jesus God? 
And again, we have three basic answers. First, he's gone crazy. He's a lunatic. Second, he's a liar. And third, yes, he is the Lord. Now, in the show notes, I'm linking to a book called The Handbook of Catholic Apologetics, which has a couple co-authors, but includes Dr. Peter Kreeft, who I've interviewed on this podcast before. In this book, which is an awesome, awesome resource, they go through this trilemma argument, and they basically offer a few rebuttals to the lunatic and liar positions. And I won't go through all of their arguments, but for example, with the lunatic possibility, they point out that Jesus had the wrong psychological profile for someone who would be considered to be a lunatic or someone who had truly lost his or her mind. They make a similar case in response to the liar possibility that Jesus, again, did not have the psychological profile of someone who is a habitual liar. They provide several reasons for each of these two possibilities, lunatic or liar, explaining why Jesus would not be accurately considered as a lunatic and would not accurately be considered as a liar, leaving the third seemingly incredulous claim to be true that Jesus is the Lord. They conclude their section this way, and I think the, the writing is brilliant here. The only alternative left is to call Jesus Lord, but the only objection to this is its initial shock and unexpectedness, which is exactly what we should expect from God. I'd like to conclude by taking you back to the beginning of the last episode, where we see the disciples and Jesus conversing, and Jesus asks them point blank, who do you say that I am? It's really important for us to look into our own hearts and ask ourselves, who do we say that Jesus is? To answer that question, look to scripture, look to the tradition, and once we can affirm that Jesus is Lord, let's live our lives that way. Thanks so much for listening today. I was reminded in a recent conversation with a friend about how important it is for us to be well-versed in the tradition of our faith, but also in uh, the scripture. And so if you found this resource, the podcast, to be beneficial to you, please consider giving it a five-star rating in the Apple store or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and then sharing it with someone who might appreciate it or who might uh, benefit from it as well. For now, that's it. I hope that you have a great day, and I'll catch you on a future episode.